0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, welcome to the In and After Show. It's me, Lindsay Loveridge, and with me today is James Beckett. Jackie is out. She's taken like a small hiatus. She plans to come back maybe when we do the Attack on Type. Titan portion, but she's just like super busy. She got a lot going on, a lot of stuff that uh, she's been up to. So um she just decided to step out for a little bit. We might bring in a third host, but I haven't uh I haven't made any moves on that yet. I have to find my next uh podcast victim and convince some <laughs> show for the victims? Yeah, yeah, you guys are all just yeah, people that I've convinced to be on this. But today we've got, we've got a lot of news and we've got a lot of anime to talk about. We're going to be talking about Blue Period, which is streaming on Netflix. It's one of their first weekly streaming anime shows about art school. Something I can deeply relate to as an art school reject. So, look forward to that. I'm just glad also...
1: Netflix jail is seemingly dead. Or at least down. Yeah, no yeah. Netflix jail, please.
0: please. Um, also, speaking of Netflix, I think right now they've got a stream going on just about their anime. So, if you're watching that instead of this, well, check out the audio version. It'll be up tomorrow on uh, Anime News Network. But... I'm expecting some uh, JoJo news to be on there. If you ha- if you manage to avoid the stone ocean leak leaks, good for you. I did not. They were not that in-depth, really. The story is some kid, his dad works at Netflix kind of like my uncle works at Nintendo, so I mean I'm a little suspect on that, but uh, <laughs> he got into his dad's account and uploaded a video showing like the 12 episodes and just like scrolling through it. So like There wasn't a lot revealed i think that there's some other tidbits floating around like what the actual ending song is and things like that but i don't want to spoil that for everybody that's usually some of the fun is finding out what song they've licensed for the ending theme of of the new series so i'll keep that to myself it might not even be right anyway so i would hate to give you guys the wrong information on that but yeah that's going on right now but for us, uh, we're talking, like I said, we're talking about Blue Period. We're going to talk about latest episode of Rankings of Kings. I think that's going to go on every week because I love that show.
1: I will Gross. take any
0: opportunity on this earth to, to uh,
1: sing the praises of my sweetest, goodest boy. So <laughs> please. Is-
0: please. Yeah. Manny got himself into quite a situation this week. So um, we'll be talking my about words. that. <laughs> there'll be spoilers. So this is your early warning. I'll say it again before we start, but there'll be be spoilers for Rankings of Kings, and spoilers for Demon Slayer, although uh, not as big as the first time we brought it up. Don't go back and listen to that episode if you haven't seen Mugen Train, because we're still in the midst of Mugen Train, so if you haven't watched the movie, we won't do any spoilers, even though technically everyone has known how that arc ends for like six months. But that's okay. We're considerate here at the anime. I didn't, Lindsay. I didn't know, <laughs> I know. how it ended. <laughs> I felt so bad for you that I got spoiled for you. Ah. So we're, we're going we're gonna to try to not do that. So the first thing we're going to do, it'll be muted so we don't get a copyright strike or anything. Um, we're going to show the trailer for the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie that's coming out on New Year's Eve. Uh, James, have you already watched this?
1: The trailer? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm right yeah. okay. to watch I it again. This, it went live really early in the morning for me, Pacific time. So it was really, really late at night in Japan. I think it was like midnight. And there was still about... God, I don't want to get the number wrong. If you go read the article on I mean, Anime News Network, you can get the exact number. But during the premiere, there was, I think, around 70,000 people watching it live. So yeah. people went, went crazy for this. So we're going to watch it real quick and uh, share some thoughts. So... This is, again, animated by Mappa, who did the original television series. Already looks really good. If you don't know anything about... Okay, can we check the guy's nipples in the back, though? Was I the only one who noticed that? Does he on? have nips? Uh, they're not the usual shape, but oh. they're definitely... I'll go back after we watch the okay. whole
1: thing. So is that is that going to be the new... They started with the weird-shaped irises, and now they're going to do weird-shaped
0: nipples. Is that the new yeah, thing? Yeah, that's the only way that, you know... The only thing left to go is, but it looks like, you know, a lot of the characters, although she's got different glasses in this, um, this is a prequel, a lot of the characters are coming back, except, of course, you know, the main character, because this is focusing on a different guy um, named Yuta, apparently, he got child married (laughs) to Rika. As you do. Um, Now,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, the whole deal with this prequel, wasn't this basically like the the pilot?
0: Yeah. Yeah. For the manga, so this was like the original pilot, and then it he reworked it um, when it got serialized in Shonen Jump, and I think that's a great way to actually approach a Shonen Jump movie. Yeah, same world, but just completely different protagonist. But yeah, the uh, it looks it looks really really good. I'm real excited about this. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. So the plot is that I'm just ready
1: for more of that world and that universe and that whole kind of grungy. Aesthetic, I love it. I love every bit of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here. Oh, God. It, YouTube automatically took me to the Netflix Festival Japan stream right after that. They're like, hey, don't you want to watch this? Yeah, I do, but I've got, I've got something to do right now, guys. We'll
1: Watch it um, later. That's
0: what YouTube is yeah, for. Oh, exactly. I'm not required. This isn't going to go away. It'll be up for, you know, as long as they leave it there. But yeah, the, the plot of the movie, we've got Yuta, and he's supposed to be sort of this nervous high school kid, and his childhood friend Rika... Um, has been turned into a curse and won't leave him alone. And she's like an advanced curse, you know, maybe got more serious powers than your typical curse. So Satoru Gojo, as he does, uh, finds him and starts teaching him how to combat curses. So self-contained story, I'm assuming, but I thought the panda looked really good in that. Yeah, go. I mean, yeah, panda
1: is... um I, I really love it if we get to—I guess—spoilers, kind of, for for the, the anime. But Panda has more than one form, I guess. And oh. I thought that his, I thought his form looked pretty cool in the show, but I could tell that like that was maybe the part of the production that was getting just a little rushed. And I'm excited to see what Panda's going to get up to with that movie theater money.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, have you read the manga? I think it's actually on the Shonen Jump app.
1: I haven't but I was for, uh, for
0: zero specifically. Yeah. Zero specifically.
1: No, no. The minute that, um, the minute that the movie got announced, I wanted to, I, I, if ever I know that I'm going to watch like the anime or the, the, the movie adaptation, I usually try to avoid reading the source material just because I want to try to approach it fresh. Not all the time. Like I I read B stars like twice before the anime came out, but. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, I haven't read it yet either. I've been debating whether to just pick it up or not. But yeah, that, that's looking good. Comes out Christmas Eve. I don't think there's been distribution dates announced for like North America yet, but they've been pretty good about getting those within a reasonable time frame. Yeah, we don't have to wait them. like three
1: years anymore. Like yeah. we used to. Gosh, I still remember the wait
0: for, uh, what is it,
1: Evangelion 3.3? It took like three years to get on Blu-ray here.
0: That was yeah. Kara's fault. Kara, don't listen to this, but that was I know, okay. <laughs> it's totally your fault. Yeah, I don't um, think they denied. I think they'd be like, yeah, we did that. They'd be like, yeah, we wanted yeah. to make sure we got it out right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. The second part I wanted to talk about news is that there was a development that is tangibly related to Demon Slayer. Um, we've talked about it on here before that UFO Table got in some legal trouble because the president, Hikaru Kondo, uh, was not paying their taxes. In fact, they kept about 138 million yen or 1.25 million US dollars. In that's how much they owed in taxes. Um, and be- between uh, 2015 and 2018, in order to like buffer in case stuff took a downturn or anything, they hid about 441 million yen, which is about US $4 million. So they just didn't claim that income. And then the taxes on the income, I guess would be roughly 1.25 million. So shit, I want to do that. I want to just hide (laughs) $10,000 in in my socks. Just
1: a a rainy day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No guys, I'm also doing an anime studio. I promise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, most of this money came out of their cafes, I think, too, which was the thing that was like additional income that they weren't claiming from the UFO table cafes, which sells merchandise and things like that, as well as has a rotating menu. I'm guessing you have a lot of like sabers that are serving you waffles. Yeah, 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 probably a lot of fate related stuff. So uh, Hikaru Kondo Kondo admitted to it. And I kind of expected him because this is a white collar crime. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of money. American businessman and get away with a lot, lot more. So I assumed, you know, okay, he was going to get like heavily fined or something like that. Uh, prosecution is actually seeking jail time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, for 20 months. So if, all right, unless they like, get I, guess it, I mean, I guess they didn't like murder anyone. Um, no, so, yeah. I don't know what that would mean for the studio as a whole, as far as how, like things will get passed down who would be controlling things while he's in jail if he goes to jail they could strike some kind of deal but i don't know why they would if he already pled guilty like usually when there's so much of it
1: well i was gonna say i just i know that also too there's there's a there's a whole culture of like if you're if you're kind of serving as the face of the company and mm -hmm. the scandal's already there you're like kind of expected to to kind of bear the, the brunt of the the public shame or, you know, you always see those big like apology tours that people go on. And I right, kind of imagine right. that the, the jail time is almost being treated more like that. Like, <laughs> like it's like the most extreme apology tour you can do.
0: Uh, yeah. So. No kidding. Yeah. And this might just be me. I felt sorry for this guy for a while. I don't know why, like most of the time, like white collar tax evasion type stuff. It's like, no, it's crappy. Pay your taxes. You know, everyone needs it. And I do, but it, I mean, I think part of my feelings are informed by how animation studios are typically, and the animators there are really, really underpaid. And the idea that he was saving this money so he'd be able to continue to like, maybe pay his employees in case work dried up or something. It's not like he went and bought a yacht. No, and it's not like he like took pension money out of people's retirement funds or anything.
1: Yeah. Like, obviously, skimming off the top, still illegal, but... Right. When you talk about, quote unquote, victimless crimes, like it doesn't seem like anyone other than
0: the government, the government. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. But this is sort of like a developing thing. They're supposed to announce the verdict early next month and then we'll see what happens. I don't I'm really curious to see how this will affect UFO table as a whole. I like yeah. said, so they're the they're the Demon Slayer studio, but they're also the Fate studio. And what are some of their other really big works, Jane? I mean, they're known for their really great yeah. animation. It'll, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say hurt. Fate, Demon Slayer. There's that. The
1: last time we talked about this was that one other like gotcha game that they did. Where it was like a bunch of pretty sword boys, and I always forget the. Oh, name of it. Token
0: Rambu. Okay, Yeah. yeah oh, Rambu. I actually did remember it. I was like, it's not token Rambu, but it was. It, so there's yeah, that, I remember I that
1: one. I don't um, think they
0: did the Hanamaru. I think they only did the other one. But yeah, yeah, I guess we'll just have to have to see how that turns out. So let's get down to anime, 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 and not just anime news. Um, I was gonna talk about Blue Period first. James, I know you watched the first episode of this. Mm-hmm. Can you tell um were you able to get to any of the other episodes. I just kind of want to know like where you are at.
1: No. So I'm, I'm still on that first episode and my impressions of the show are, are, more or less kind of where they left off when we were doing preview guide where um, I, in fact I was um I, I think I was maybe one of the only people, if I recall that wasn't super taken by like the premiere in general, not just by okay. main character guys, really kind of douchey
0: attitude, but I also thought that the arc wasn't really doing a whole lot for me. The animation itself can be a little iffy at times, which is really hard for a show that is specifically about yeah. art. Because sometimes the character models look a little flat, uh, like in the face. Like, you know, you see the shading there on his nose, which helps give like some depth to the idea that he's got a nose bridge. Not always, like that's not always there. Same with some of the eye shading sometimes goes away. So the characters can start looking flat flat, depending on certain things. This is currently airing on Netflix, like I said earlier. They're at at episode 5. I feel like the plot's pretty easy, quick to sum up. This is the main character. His name's Yatora, and he is a really good student in his high school, because he studies really, really hard, but he also kind of hangs out with a sort of delinquent style crowd. They're not, like, getting in legal trouble or, like, vandalizing stuff, but they smoke cigarettes, and they stay out late, and they do karaoke and stuff, and they don't they're really... Real bros. Like, they're bros. Like yeah, they're real, real yeah, prototypical bros. Prototypical bros, and he's very bro as well. He becomes interested in art after his high school just sort of has like a general contest. And he realizes that that's what he wants to pursue for college. But because he doesn't come from a wealthy family, uh, there's really only one public university that has a good art program. And the acceptance rate is really low. And this is a shonen manga, so I mean... It's going to kind of follow that formula a little bit. So he starts getting involved in the art club at his high school and actually gets into a prep school to start studying art more seriously. This is, I guess you could say she's the secondary protagonist. Her name is Yuka. And this is sort of where... Uh, this Did we is... ever
1: clear, so is like, is she non-binary? Is she
0: transgender? Is, is that I... really
1: a distinction that's...
0: They get into it a little more in one of the more current episodes. So I guess for some context, Yuka, she goes by Yuka. She wears a school uniform, uh, dresses effeminate, is attracted to men. Um, They have not at any point actually said that she is trans. She doesn't really go back and forth. Uh, They started using feminine pronouns for her in the subtitles. Uh, Yatora is kind of an asshole and only refers to her by her previous name uh the masculine one so uh and she doesn't really correct him or get angry with him about it so that's maybe where some of the like grayer area of it is but there's an episode where yatora goes to the museum with two other kids from his prep class and encounters yuka there and she's crying because she had asked a guy out on a date I think either earlier in the episode or the episode prior they went on the date he assumed Yuka was cis female mm. and after the date she told him that she's not and um she's crying because he basically said well you know i'm straight so i hope you understand and so she has a conversation with Yatora about it and that's the closest they come to really describing her feelings about her identity the way that that episode plays out to me now i'm not a trans person or a non-binary person so this is just like my interpretation based on on what i watched. but it sounded to me like a more like a trans narrative uh okay. she described not wanting to be confined by the rules because Yatora tells her that she'd be popular if she dressed it dressed like a boy because she has a pretty face maybe kind of thinking she could go like the sort of more like a J-pop, K-pop look, and would be really popular. But she's she says, you know, what's wrong with wanting to be pretty? What's wrong with wanting to be cute? What's wrong with a man being attracted to another man? So that's the part that's kind of iffy because she still talks about herself sometimes as, and he refers to her as a crossdresser in the subtitles, and she seems to accept that. So it seems like in context, perhaps a gay man that cross dresses. But not in like a, but it's not in like a drag culture sense yeah. um, or anything like that. You know, she's dressed like this all the time, and in the most recent episode, it shows that her grandma even calls her Yuka. Her father doesn't, and yeah, Torah doesn't. But the people who are who care about her refer to her as Yuka. So I could see very easily her character being interpreted as trans, but that's not the term. That terminology hasn't specifically been used. So Yeah, it's always hard because,
1: you know, again, I'm also, I'm not non-binary nor my trans or, or or anything like that. And so, you know, my my exposure to, I guess, like the current sort of cultural dialogue and, and the current um, norms that are being established are always from like the outside perspective. And I think it becomes doubly hard because, you know, not being involved in, in the discussions that are happening like in Japan, I don't right. know if there's like a difference. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't even like using this term, but I don't know like what the woke levels would be in Japan, like versus here, like in the West. Um, like I don't know if this would be considered like really progressive by even, you know, non-binary people and trans people in Japan, or if it would still be considered, like you said, maybe like a little imprecise in a way that maybe muddies the waters. I do yeah. but I do appreciate it does sound like that the show is continuing to make sure to emphasize that the people that are supporting her identity and supporting her her pronouns are the ones that are, like, they're in the right. Like, the show is not advocating for, you know, dead naming or anything like that, I, which is...
0: Yeah, pretty- I think the show has a lot of empathy for her in general, which um, helps me at least kind of overlook the imprecision of it. It is hard to kind of hone in on the intention because there's a language barrier there, there's a cultural barrier there that both of us have as far as, you know, when we're watching this media. I don't know... The creator's background, as far as like how much they know about LGBT plus identities and and orientations and things like that, but you know the fact that this is running in a mainstream magazine for general audiences, I think it could still do a lot of good in that way, especially because it's sh- like I said, showing showing empathy for the character. I just kind of wish that maybe Yatora would, I don't know, like get a clue, man. Get, get a clue, out. man. Yeah, <laughs> bro, bro. Um, One of the other characters that that shows up in this that's kind of interesting is I think his name is Yatosuke. It was was not a very common name. And we find out you know he's very much like a troubled artist kind of type where he's very set in like being true to his vision and he's not going to do anything that he has to to get into art school that would compromise what he thinks is, is good artistic work. But on the other hand like he's talented he's considered very talented but he strikes me as one of those kids that has always been told that and has never had to compromise anything yeah um he's kind of his little shit <laughs> but uh very true to art school life i definitely knew plenty of kids who were like really wrapped up in their art i, I went to an art like junior high high school combo for a couple years it was a, it was like a magnet program so it was it was a public school but you had to do all these applications and stuff to get in yeah. and um so we were all a bunch of weirdos and i think i've told this story before but that included like you know some people did oil paintings and you always listed the uh like what was what was used in the medium for whatever your art piece was and i remember like one student had like blood on there cuz they had put their own oh, blood yeah. in it or something yeah right so there was a, like a lot of a lot of stuff like that or you know you wanted you we were you we were learning about all these uh, fine artists all the time so you wanted to be clever and make your references to to so and so's work so it would be acknowledged one year we studied Stanley Kubrick like cuz we had we had a film section as well so i got to watch yeah. 2001 a space odyssey like in school which was pretty neat great movie yeah, yeah.
1: no I, yeah. I went to a, i got a literature degree and i feel like very similar vibes at, at my school where you know, we all went through our phase where we wanted to be like an avant-garde, like yes, you know, uh, abstract, surreal, boundary breaking, you know, mm-hmm. everyone wanted to write like the
0: next house of leaves or whatever. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> Nothing could just be like normal. You couldn't just yeah. do a still life, like you had to do a still life, but then you had to like slash it with an exacto yeah. knife at the same time. And that's yeah. that was representative of everything had meaning all the time. not just life my aspects. own
1: beating heart.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah
0: so anyway that's very much when you're a
1: kid that makes a lot you know you wanna you want to be a boundary pusher and you know we always get all these narratives of like how all the great artists like made their first masterpiece by the time they were 12 and so everyone was always in a rush to do the same thing and you know sometimes it's good to just do your thing and be happy with it and not like worry about impressing people yeah hopefully he'll learn that hopefully hopefully um
0: yeah, so a lot of it so far is is Yatora trying to figure out what his art is, what's the difference between just being, like, doing impressions of other famous work, what makes a good composition, how important, like, your own emotion needs to be while you're creating it. It has a lot of interesting things to say about, about the creation of art, and, like, learning art. It's just also, you know, emotional drama sorts of thing. I think it's worth watching. I just hope the production it can at least maintain the level that it's currently at because it has, it has had some visual struggles. So
1: Well, so one thing I was going to ask you is given that this is one of the first shows to be free or kind of free. There was a slight delay, right? Between the, yeah, the Japanese Yeah, I think like right?
0: a, a couple like 2 weeks maybe, okay. 2 to 3 weeks.
1: Yeah. Would you would you say that this is a show? Because I think something we've discovered with the rise of Netflix, but then Disney Plus, and now a lot of shows are going back to a weekly streaming model. Um, and there's this constant debate about like which is better. And of course, the oh. answer is you know neither. But I'm wondering, do you think that this is an anime that that benefits from having like that that kind of weekly uh, release, or is it a story that you think might have actually been more enjoyable if you were able to binge it?
0: I think it's better weekly for this one in particular because it does kind of do like drama cliffhangers and things like that and i think if it had dropped all at once um like the the emotional resonance and the issues that the characters the issues the characters are going through as well as like the passage of time because it does cover a lot of the school year in a short period of time i think it would have all felt really uh too quick um Mm. i mean I I watched three episodes back back today, and that's like my prefer. I don't really like to do more than three at once. If I'm gonna do qu- quite a few at once, um, I agree I'm because with you. otherwise I'm you start so losing you start losing threads like as you rush through it. And I think something with character drama like this is almost better when you have to like stop and think about it a little bit more, especially with yeah. how they're teaching you about art and um, how to think about art. It be a it would be a lot to. Take in at once I think otherwise stuff like a Gretzko is stuff where I feel like you can you can binge yeah. it though where it's more of like a comedy model yeah, yeah. unless the jokes are yeah, not you know flat if they repeat a lot but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah right if you only got like 20 minutes a week and that was the episode where like only 10% of the jokes hit yeah that sucks yeah yeah yeah. yeah I feel like well, comedies and um and action series are the ones that really benefit from the binge model because you can just keep up the momentum of the humor and and the the violence. But whenever there's like heavy themes, I think that extra week does help.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. Speaking of heavy themes, the time to talk about our best boy. So we're gonna talk about Ranking of Kings this episode four and there will be spoilers during this. So if you have not yet watched Ranking of Kings episode four. Um, I don't know, like,
1: why not? What are well, you doing yeah, with your life? Yeah, <laughs> stop <laughs> the one watching show this You should and go watch
0: that because um, there'll be spoilers for this episode. We won't have spoilers for like later in the series. The manga is not available in English, and I don't pirate manga, so I don't have any clue what's happening after this. Also, they've been rearranging a lot of the content anyway, so even if you've read the manga, you probably wouldn't know exactly how things are going to play out. But yeah, Boji. Uh, Domas and the knight there on the left with um, the kind of blonde coif—I guess I'll call it. Oh, well, his name's like—isn't it like Kokoro, Kokoro or Kokoro. Kokoro? Which is, um, if I'm recalling correctly, actually the Japanese word for owl. Um, I don't know. Maybe his cape kind of makes him sort of look like an owl guy. I don't know. He has some kind but, of owl vibes. I can. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a good he's a good guy too. He's a good boy. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have lots of thoughts about this. So much happens in like the 25 minutes of each one of these episodes, it's kind of insane. Uh, how, is the, the- how
1: is the show like the Game of Thrones of anime? And it's about this precious, <laughs> precious treasure. Like, I don't you understand.
0: Don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I mean, what studio has been pulling it off every single week so far, you know, we're the first month in. Um, they keep me on my toes every single time, but I'm worried I'm going to be writing, have written like a short novel by the time we get out of this, because, uh, for this episode alone, it was like, I wrote like 1,500 words, and that was just so I could cover like everything that happened and the implications of it and the references in it, because he's making lots of references to popular fairy tales or myths. There's a reference to Pandora's box at the end of this. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Um, we're getting, you know, kind of flashing side-by-side stuff with what's going on with Dida while he's back in the kingdom, and what's going, you know, what's going on there while he's being a little tyrant- asshole god damn it and yeah, shit boy yeah <laughs> shit boy and then we have you know boji on his his adventure here and a lot they cover a lot of ground on it now james i'm gonna let you kind of sum it up because okay. i've already done it so go <laughs> ahead. so okay so
1: uh, i should be able to do this because i watched it just like an hour ago um yeah. so boji is on his journey his little journey to meet with uh, uh, the queen's parents and deliver a message. And his journey has its ups and its downs. Um, He goes to, did they name the village that they went to the, the, the city? They might have,
0: they might have, you're talking go to a city. Yeah.
1: He sees a puppet festival. Um, His bag goes missing. Then it comes back, which didn't really get like addressed. And so I'm not sure. I don't know if that was maybe hinting at like the twist that happens later. Um,
0: I have a they theory. But I'll, I'll wait till you're done to, to share. It, I, I, I a had theory.
1: a theory too. Super um, theories. Theory. But they go traipsing yeah. through the woods. Uh, Boji gets yelled at, which is horrible. Um, <laughs> made me cry. Boji <laughs> oh, no. almost gets impaled on uh, what are they, punchy sticks? Isn't that what they're oh, called? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I forget what the official word for those is,
1: but yes. And then he meets this dude. Yeah. This insane forest king man. Uh, right. And they dance, and they frolic, and uh, the king threatens to eat him, kind of.
0: Possibly. Sacrifice him. you kind of skidding over the weird part where they kill a boar, and then a giant weird cloud thing appears in the air and sucks up all the spirits and then spits animals back into the forest. I'm getting so
1: used to the show's like <laughs> bonkers world-building that when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that makes sense.
0: So yeah, came out
1: of his dad's corpse last week. Now there's this thing. All right. I guess that's fine. Um, Or like how the the king ranker has the most ridiculous outfit imaginable.
0: It's like, but it's intimidating in a way too. I'm like that guy, I wouldn't, I don't trust that guy. He's just scary. He's like a
1: scary jester judge thing. Yeah. So weird. But again, I just watch it and I go, all right, yeah, this is normal. I guess that's how you rank kings. Um, But yeah, so there is. They call them and however well they do rank, right? And so, and it it, it isn't, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, imply that this guy here they mentioned earlier that the kings that win the ranking of kings by the by um mm-hmm. they they get to pick a treasure out of the super uh, important vault of amazing holy treasures but also they kind of go insane and disappear and or die yeah and this seems like maybe one of the ones that went insane and disappeared into the woods to yeah eat boars and mess with forest spirits and
0: potentially Do ceremonial dances yeah Threaten children. <laughs> Threatened children. Yeah. 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 His eyes just, I mean, he's got crazy eyes to start with. Like, look at that guy. Well, and I don't know about you, but the animation, especially during that dance sequence,
1: it was giving me like, this is going to sound funny. It was giving me like Ed, Ed and Eddie vibes. Oh, like, really? Like the, there's just something about the way they were. And I think maybe it's because I'm not used to, to such um, kind of squash and stretch character animation in anime. Yeah. Like, like usually, you know, artists are trying to stay on model like as much as possible and the the way that this show has been perfectly happy to play with the characters you know bodies and physicalities in order to like make the movement as expressive as possible it reminded yeah. me just of like western uh cartoons in a way that you don't really see in a lot of modern anime yeah just, you have like, a lot the more back and, the like, stretch and then yeah. yeah yeah um so great stuff and then um I'm sorry I'm just, I'm trying not to like uh, skip ahead too much to the ultimate betrayal but uh we Boji is There's almost the desert part yeah the yes the desert part uh Boji is almost killed when he's eating a giant ham hawk or a giant mutton yeah. chop and yeah. it, we it, it's uh Domas makes it seem as if it's Beben the guy who we saw get impaled last week and um, absorbed into the earth potentially by snakes yeah or Maybe something by snakes yeah, and um, show, <laughs> and and the the little shuriken that go into the uh, not the shuriken but you know what I mean the little darts. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kokoro thinks that they were poisoned, and and that's why the foxes that ate Boji's ham hock died. But really, that was really
0: sad. By the way, it was
1: sad, but also it was a clue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was a clue because this whole episode and it doesn't it's not very subtle. So I can't say I was shocked when the ending happened, but I was. Mm-hmm. Um, hurt beyond all reconciliation because the whole episode while while Boji's trying to do his little adventure and, and deliver this letter and prove himself to his teacher and his mother and all the other people that have doubted him um, this whole time Domas is just sitting there in the corner being like so Kokoro would you follow any order you were given no matter what it was Kokoro's like I don't know man that's kind of like an ominous and, and a weird question to ask but <laughs> Yeah, and Boji goes. That's why you're weak. <laughs> Not Boji, goes, That's why you're yeah. weak. And then yeah. earlier, Boji in the little village where his bag got stolen and then returned to him, he saw Pacho about a terrible betrayal. And then there was also a line about the assassination of the prince is underway. Uh, Dida, like everything is going as planned. It's like, oh, oh, I missed that.
0: I missed the, I missed uh, the foreshadowing in the puppet show. I missed that. Yeah, I watched the episode just... twice. I didn't catch that. That's good.
1: Yeah, and it's just uh, the whole episode is 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 trying to make you think that there are people in the shadows hunting down our sweet, sweet boy. But no, it turns out that it's Domas. Son and, of a bitch!
0: Uh, he pushes our boy into a freaking volcano! He, they go to a place literally called the Gateway of Hell, and then he kicks him a fine into place to take a boy. hell. Domas! I hate him.
1: And he's I, all I like, I'm
0: horribly conflicted about this. And so you feel, you know, some for him. And it's like he's such a I goddamn traditionalist. <laughs> he's, he's dead to me. <laughs> no One's coming back dad. from that. <laughs> I know. I know. So so the whole idea is that Oh, and I guess Di- maybe
1: Dida has to like he has to do something weird with his dad's body to get his, his dad's strength. Does it explain what specifically he needs to do? No,
0: but I have a theory about that as well. Okay. So, so looking at all the content in this, so Domas, yeah, he kicks Boshi into hell. um Because he was ordered to by dita And Dida's mom apparently doesn't know that she has somehow raised a tiny tyrant piece of shit. He's being manipulated. Does she? I don't even trust her anymore. Does she know? Is she on it? I don't know, because... Because Dida's being manipulated by an entity in a magic mirror, right? And we don't know, like, when he got the mirror. We do know, like, I think Bebin and Domas, or at least Domas, was aware that the mirror existed and possibly has an entity in it, right? Because they, like, acknowledge, like, um, when he says he wants to be the number one king in the ranking, I think it's Domas who thinks, like, a mirror's influence or something like that. And it was like, like oh, okay, I know Bevan knew. And, and, okay. Maybe it was Bevan. I might be mistaking who like had that thought, but one of them did. So at least one of them was aware that like, he's got this creepy ass mirror, like telling him what he needs to do to be a good King. And, and the mirror has advised him, well, you need to have your brother assassinated because he's going to start a coup. Like there could be a coup. People decide that you're not really worthy of the throne and that he's, a, he's the correct heir. There could be a coup. So you need to kill him. And that's also why you needed to have, um, Apis, who was the spear wielder who killed or stabbed impaled Bevan in the earlier episode. It's the same reason why he was he was probably trying to get rid of him. Um but yeah, so Domas thinks if the king gives you an order, even if that king is like a 13-year-old piece of shit, you need to do it. So he kicks our precious boy into a flaming pit of hell. Now I don't know this for sure, but here's here's my theory on how he will survive this and also it, it accounts for well, this isn't, I shouldn't say my theory someone proposed this in the forums and I think it's really smart okay. um, that a lot of the shadowy incidents were actually the result of Kage who we haven't seen at all in this episode because Bebin told him to get lost and he did but I think when Bevin told him to get lost in the previous episode, I mean he had been like torturing Kage a bit. But then when he when Kage like proved his loyalty to Boji, it kind of seemed like Bevin was like, "All right, well you need to go, you need to get out of here and go on a journey or something." So yeah, I but also kind of quite something about like a mission or like a something, yeah. Yeah. So so that also makes me question Bevin's uh, loyalty to Dida, which would make sense because I thought Bebin actually had some pretty positive comments for Boji during his duel when he was using that that fighting style that everyone was saying was like not king-like. He did that and so I also wonder like if he lost against Apis on purpose and maybe him and the snake, like the snake absorbed him so he knew he was never going to die anyway but it would give him he could fake his death in that instance, and then go over to Boji's side. There's all these sort of things that are happening, but Kage, anyway, he's been missing. Now Boji goes to the town, and he falls asleep after watching the puppet show. When you see him walk away, when you see him walk away from the puppet show, it's right after he's given the puppet guy a gold coin, right? And everyone's yeah. like, "Oh my god, this kid has all this money!" There's a shadow—not shadowy, but there's a suspicious-looking character at the puppet show. He's kind of like a tall dude. Complete, like, NPC background character. Like, no one you would recognize. But he, like, his gaze, like, follows Boji as he leaves. I'm pretty sure he's the one who picked his pocket. But I'm pretty sure Kage stole his purse back and then left it on the road for him to find. And that's why he was able to find his purse uh, later with everything still inside it. And then the the rest of the theory is that in the desert, it wasn't the shuriken things that were poisoned. It was the, there was itself. the meat itself. That that one I figured
1: because they did that really ominous like when, when all the foxes were dead and uh, Kokurosek like, I think the darts must have been poisoned. It just like zoomed in on Domas's face, and again the whole episode I was like uh, something's up with you, man. And then it's like, that would have made sense minute.
0: that like he poisoned him in the night, like he was going to eat it, and he was just going to die in his sleep. And I think that's probably how Domas originally intended to kill him. Well, because um, my, my thought was if
1: if there's something up with Domas, and and at that, at that point I was like convinced because that, that you know, that, that weird conversation with the uh, restaurant, I was like, okay, yeah, like you're up yeah. to something, man. But then yeah. when the shuriken thing happened, I was like, well, wait a minute. If if Domas is up to something, why would he care if someone like threw a bunch of shurikens at at Boji? Because that would just like, you know, take care of the thing right already. Yeah, well, but then I was yeah. like, well, wait
0: a minute, the, the shurikens hit the meat. And then... Yeah.
1: And I was like, foiled his here.
0: poisoning plan, and he's thinking Beben is foiling his poisoning plan. But I think it, maybe it is Beben but it could also be Kage. I guess is is what I'm I'm saying there. There's also a scene when he falls in that pit with the the Forest King. He falls down there. Something throws a rock at him, and it hits him in the head, and that directs him to look towards the opening in the wall.
1: Yeah, I was wondering what that was about. I noticed that. And I kind of forgot that that happened until you just mentioned it. But when that happened, I was like, "Wait, what the heck? the heck?" Yeah, because um, it, it wasn't like, like a rock that like it. yeah, it
0: yeah. wasn't didn't seem like it slipped off a wall and, like hit him in the back of the head. It like the trajectory of it was as if someone threw it at yeah. him and hit him with it.
1: And I'm also just remembering that those same uh, darts, the the knives, I I know the name for them, and it's it's gonna drive the kunai. Kunai, kunai! right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <Thank> you, Naruto. <laughs> um, the kunai. I think the first time we saw those was when Kage used them to escape from Bebin when he first got captured. He threw it like through Bebin's head. I knew hand.
0: we'd seen them before, and I couldn't remember if Kage used them or his mother used them when she was trying to get them out. But I was like, I've seen those used before. So, so yeah, we know I know our boy can throw kunai. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I definitely think there's some... someone is in the shadows helping Boji, and whether it's Bebin or Kage, I think they'll probably help him out of this fire pit situation and reveal themselves in the upcoming episode but yeah just so much so much to chew on okay so you also brought up that dida so dida has that dream with the pandora's box um where boji represents hope and everything i thought that was really clever how they did all that and, yeah, and it seems was- like
1: dida's like genuinely like concerned about his brother like there's a part of him at least that lo- does love boji and, and doesn't want to see him get hurt yeah which i thought was he- interesting.
0: But yeah, but then in the dream they're talking about how they're basically saying Boji's a good leader because his um, he never gives up. His his spirit like will protect the people because they'll believe in him because they know that he is indefeatable even if he is physically like weaker. He won't he won't lose ground that way. And so Dido wakes up from that dream and he's like, no, I can't let Boji be that. I got to go get dad's power because I sucked at the ranking when I tried to do it myself. So I got to go. 90th place,
1: bitch. That's what happens.
0: That's <laughs> what happens.
1: That's I'm what sorry. happens when you're just... a little
0: twerp king. Oh. And like, you And
1: know. watch the show is going to do the same thing it did with the mom, where we're going to find out that he also secretly has maybe some like complicated and nuanced motivations to make him a really well-written and interesting character. <laughs> and then I'm going to have love- to stop hating him so much read redirected all to Domas, the little twerp. The big twerp. He doesn't Domas. have any excuse. He's a grown-ass man.
0: He, he is could a have, man. He could
1: have not pushed Boji into the gate of hell. Easily. So That was yeah. a choice. It was.
0: it was. So what I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the power that Dida is going to go after is related to that demon. Because I'm assuming that there was some sort of like contract with the devil sort of thing going on between Boss, King Boss, and um king boss and the devil to to get him as strong as he was and they say in the episode that if you based him purely on strength ability boss was the most powerful king but that kind of implies he wasn't actually ranked as number one someone ranked above him but he had the highest like physical prowess so i assume that dida is gonna attempt something like that and that demon thing like is pretty iffy in general, like when it came out of his dad's body, like when well, he was so trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. like the first, nice person? <laughs> first person I'd talk to, if I was having, you know, like problems running a country is that creepy, hairy heart faced demon thing. Right. But, well, but yeah, the
1: demon already pointed out Boji. So like, what, what's going I on? Know. So Why is I this, think-
0: how is the show so good? Yeah, I know. I still have, like, tons of questions. There's still mysteries to to keep you, like, interested in what's going to happen next. But there's always, like, a ton of stuff happening every single episode to also keep you uh, really intrigued. So, yeah. Um, really quick, Bogey's I know. Boji's definitely going to live, but then what's going to happen to Domas? Like, well, I was going to say, we, did, we
1: didn't even talk about the wonderful and perfect and amazing scene where we learned that the reason Kokoro respects Boji so much is because when he his mother died, Boji, like, reached out and empathized with him, and it's just, like...
0: And then you see little Boji, like, like, nuzzling his mom's tomb, and then you just die inside a little bit, and you're like, oh no, can I adopt We you? flash
1: back to when Domas, like, learned sign language for Boji, and Boji, like, tried to try tried to, tried to speak for him, and it's like, you, you monster. You betrayed <laughs> that.
0: You I can't... That. God, that was so hard. I mean, in fairness to the team behind this, I mean, Domas immediately has a breakdown after he thinks he's killed him, and it was pretty well done. You know, he uh, when he started doing it. the evil anime
1: laugh, I was a little worried because it's like, oh, yeah. don't don't do that. But it, but it, it was, it was like, like a crazy. mental stress break.
0: It was like a stress break. He starts laughing and then he just starts like sobbing, like his whole body's heaving. And I'm thinking, like, how are you going to explain this to Hokuro? You told him to go find somewhere for you guys to sleep. Like, the poison thing, you could have played off somehow. Like, a snake or something. I don't know, but, like... Yeah, sorry, I lost him. I, don't I know. lost him? He just fell in? Like, I don't... Are you gonna go back to the kingdom and tell uh, Queen Healing that? Like, as far as we know, like, she is not in any way expecting him to die. Um... Gonna tell her that her son ordered it. Like, Diva's an idiot, so he probably didn't think any of this through. But like, pretty sure even when you become king, you can't just kill your brother without any. Re- I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder. I wonder what like
1: the the due process for that would be. How do you put yeah. the king on trial? <laughs> In this world right. of
0: demons and clown judges and weird and clown spirits? judges. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but maybe it'll be good also. Bogie, this will give when he's inevitably rescued. Boji will have broken away from the kingdom entirely at this point so he can continue his adventure in whatever direction he wants because everyone's going to think he's dead. I am living for
1: the moment where Domas has to look in that boy's eyes and mm-hmm. uh, reckon with what he's done. And Boji, of course, is probably going to like forgive him or something and domas is going to break down weeping and i'm going to relish every single one of those tears and i will i'm not I'm, I'm i can admit that
0: i would like <laughs> to see boji i mean he's still young but i think it would actually do him a little bit of good to develop some kind of sense of righteous anger yeah get mad yeah get yeah. mad when people push you into hell volcanoes you should get a little mad <laughs> just a little bit it's a good life lesson yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last thing we wanted to talk about today before we're done is what is going on with Demon Slayer, James? How is Demon that Slayer. train doing? Um, it
1: is chugging right along. Let's see if I can figure out this, uh, this, this screen share right here. So it is. Uh, uh, oh, wait for it, wait for it. There we go. Okay, so we have right here. Um, you know, it's 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 going fine. <laughs>
0: uh it's going just fine you picked this moment over everything. so this is this is when he's in his like nightmare world thing he's asleep right because
1: so okay so it's it's a it's a little weird so at the at the end of last week um tanjiro got that sort of vision from like his dream dad that, Mm -hmm. that said like you know take take up your sword there's something you have to cut and um Oh, the conclusion yeah. that he came to was that I have to cut my own throat to wake up from this dream. Which, I remember this, know, yeah. Okay. And so we we go we come back to that, and that does actually work. That wakes him up. Um, mm-hmm. he wakes up, and uh, Nezuko is there, um, uh, b- b- taking care of the ropes that were tying him to the the one kid with, I guess, tuberculosis that was hanging out in his dreams. And um, it right. was kind of funny that in in his dreams, uh, even Tanjiro's like dream sprites are so overwhelmingly kind that like the little villain kid is like, and I was going to kill you. I'm so <laughs> terrible. I've learned yeah. the error of my ways. Your goodness has guilted me. Yeah. That's yeah. what he does. Um, but no, so this comes when, so he wakes up and he very quickly kind of susses out the gist of what's going on, knocks out the kids. Uh, Inosuke and Zenitsu, Zenitsu are still asleep. Um, And so as a, uh, F- flameo what's his name um Flamio? yeah flameo you know uh um, that guy oh my goodness i'm playing hashirak i, play Hashira, I can't remember his freaking ron yeah, <laughs> yeah um which just goes to show the impression that he's made upon me as a character yeah. um Fires. they're all still yeah. asleep so zenitsu goes up to the train and meets train demon i mm-hmm. i don't think he has a name yet Um, I don't think we've been given a name. I've been on the lookout for one because I feel bad for just calling him train demon every week, but that's what (laughs) we got. And um, as he's fighting train demon and train demon is like doing the thing where he, he rants about dreams and murder and uh, you know, doing his evil demon laugh. Mm -hmm. He kind of like puts flashes of this in in Tanjiro's head as he's like fighting, I think Mm -hmm. to throw him off. It was a little unclear, like how it was working, I wasn't even yeah. sure if Tanjiro was, like, seeing this or if this was something he was thinking. But then Tanjiro does say, like, how dare you insult my family? They'd never tell me that the wrong kid died. Um, and so
0: it's it's like a kind of like a battle vision thing. If I remember right from the movie, when he's fighting him, the demon is repeatedly putting him back to sleep. Is that? Oh, is that what was? That? Okay, so and he's I guess continually it... yes. killing okay. himself over and over and over again to wake back up and keep fighting him. So it's like he like puts him to sleep. He sees his family or something, and then he like cuts his own throat, wakes back up, and he's just like repeatedly. It was really kind of dark. Repeatedly committing suicide oh, over I... and over and over again to break right? I... the spell I say... so he could keep fighting him. Cause I'm recalling where
1: like, he gets like knocked back and he's like staggering and his eyes go white. I don't recall. Every time his eyes
0: go white, he's putting him back to sleep again.
1: So that, so that, okay. So that I'm remembering. I don't recall him like repeatedly having to cut his own throat in the show. Now granted, I watched this yesterday and in these days that, that means that was a year ago. Right. Um, But um, okay. So that makes more sense. That's good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, in the middle of that fight is when he's, he's basically breaking through that vision and, and understanding that his family would never do that. And then um, he cuts off the demon guy's head. But of course, unfortunately for uh, Tanjiro and I guess everyone else on the train, it turns out that cutting off the demon's head uh, doesn't actually do much. Because he's, <laughs> not, he's not actually the demon
0: anymore. He's the train. He is the I train want, demon. I want to put this on my gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's a good burn right it's like yeah a, it's, a, it's a good you know it's like a good you moment. cut off my head now what do something yeah yeah
1: cut the head off this train punk <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool. uh, um what was that oh i just i forgot that he is the whole train i forgot that yeah or like his
1: organs are all like smushed up in the train so i it's... you know i figure it's the same thing i'm sure yeah um But yeah, I mean, it's going okay. I think that I'm coming to the conclusion that maybe splitting this up into weekly episodes was not the best idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think the pacing of this particular arc actually lends itself to episodic storytelling Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's kind of doing that thing where it it feels like it's starting in the middle of a scene and then ending in the middle of a scene. Okay. And I know we talked before about how Shonen manga just kind of does that. In general, because of the way that you're adapting like chunks of chapters, but yeah. there's something about like I think the fact that like this is the first time that Tanjiro and Train Guy have really met, and that that our heroes kind of understand what the conflict is, and it's been like a month since the season started. and yeah. so I think that's yeah. been my struggle: is that right when things get interesting and, and Train Demon turns into this freaky ass worm thing, yeah, I'm cut to credits, and I gotta wait another week to like actually see what this is built into. So, how does this
0: how does the CG look to you cuz I was actually kind of iffy on the like the worm CG when I saw it in theaters. Mm, it's I mean,
1: it's weird because it, it, the studio is doing that thing that I, I seem to recall they did a little bit of when I watched the Heaven's Feel movie, uh, 10,000 mm-hmm. years ago before the pandemic, uh, and where the the train model, like the CG they're using for the train Mm-hmm. has like a very specific kind of texture and shading to it where it looks pretty good. Um, yeah. When combined with like the, whatever either 2d or 3d models they're using for like the, the, the moon and the trees and stuff that are whipping by. Um, and so when, when the 2d models of the characters are composited against like specifically the train, i thought it's a pretty good, but then the, the way they're doing the, the goopy worm body, it, 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 it looks like a different style of CG to where if it were like all like a regular 2d background and the goopy worm body was like the only CG thing, it might stick out a little less, but because you have like almost like three different art styles happening at the same time, it kind of looks like here where it it looks like they just Photoshopped his head on top of a a different art asset. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not horrible. It didn't really draw me out of it, but it didn't, I didn't think it was like amazing looking um, yeah. I thought it was an idea that was a lot cooler like him becoming the train um, I thought like the fact that it was just a bunch of sort of nondescript CG goop was a little less exciting than than what I would have maybe imagined if you told me that his body had fused with the train like I when I was looked- describing it to my wife she was saying oh does that mean like his, his lungs are like spread apart in one cart and his spine is another uh, like yeah. no nah. no it's mostly just goop <laughs>
0: Mostly so just goop. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of the goop from um, Power Rangers, the movie.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, um, gosh, uh, what's the the fart cloud from the Green Lantern movie?
0: I never watched I never... that. Oh, With yeah. No, Ryan Reynolds?
1: Ryan, the, no? Yeah, the, the, not Sinestro. Is it Sinestro? I don't know. The yellow fart cloud that Ryan Reynolds testified. to It, it kind of looks like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I also wondered, like, if it looked... Any diff- when I saw it in theaters, it stuck out to me a little bit. I was like, eh, that's a little... It's, I've seen a lot worse for sure, but it was still a little, like, not quite as as well uh, integrated as mm. I would have liked. Um, and I'd wondered because they do have some new footage, I think, in the TV series. It's not just a straight cut of the film, so there is, like... I'm sure it's not extensive, but I'd wondered if maybe they'd tweaked it a little bit and might have looked better, but... Based on the screenshot, it, I think it still kind of looks like how I saw it in theaters. So, ooze in Power Rangers, not goop. I'm sorry, you're right. It is ooze. It is also purple. I, it's Ivan, like ooze. Ivan ooze. Ooze daddy. Does he drop that line in there?
1: No, but he should.
0: He should. Yeah. He would if, it was, he, he would if that movie was made in, in 2021. He would. He would. Yeah. So, so, if he's at this part, how many episodes are we into this? Like how many? Four. Are left? So I
1: think there's only three left.
0: Three, yeah. Okay. So you've got yeah, three left before we get to entertainment district arc. So and then it's all new shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: yeah. So yeah, it. I mean, I don't I don't like I I think it's good. I don't think it's Demon Slayer at its best. Mm-hmm. Um there's even one part where uh I, I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but I think it was this week where um when he kills trained guy like super easy to his credit Tanja actually like realizes um that was really easy there's no way that was there's no way i killed him just with one sword stroke like that was way too easy but um one of his thoughts is like is is it that he's just like not as strong as spider demon that i just fought which i thought was (laughs) kind of funny because like you know traditionally your your villains escalate in power but it also reminded me of how much more i liked the spider clan as villains yeah, there one of those things where I was like, "Don't remind me of a of a more interesting set of villains when you're still introducing this villain." Yeah, <laughs> we gotta. I don't know. What's you need to yet. sell
0: me on this train guy right now. Yeah, not remind me of spiders. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Um, thank you again, James, for coming in. I think next week we'll also be doing a ranking of kings again and checking in on Demon Slayer. If there's another show that you'd like us to feature, you know, drop it in the comments. We'll consider it. There's like I said, this is a really good season, so there's a lot of things to to sample. Um yeah, just don't just don't say fruit of evolution or I will personally How is fruit of evolution, James. How are you doing?
1: I that? mean it's just really bad at everything it tries to do. It's just really truly terrible at everything. Everything. At everything. Yeah, yeah I don't think it does a single thing right actually, which is <laughs> Like, I'm not even. I'm, like, I'm not even being hyperbolic. I genuinely think every single thing it could be bad at, it is bad at. So,
0: well, that's something in and of itself, isn't it? It's impressive. So, it takes. It kind yeah. of takes
1: effort, really. Yeah, you kind of have to go it, out of you. We have to make choices to be that bad. You can't just be lazy. <laughs> like you have to like really commit. So, <laughs> I guess I can't. I have to respect that a little bit. I don't. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I should.
0: Yeah. Yeah all right it thanks knows everybody. what it is <laughs> it knows it knows what it is yeah and it's found its audience and they're in the in forum comments so <laughs> more all power right. to you guys
1: yeah, more power yeah, to uh, you
0: like like what you like we're not here to shame you even if it's trash um I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the show. We will be back next week on Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We've got new videos coming up every Friday, new editorial videos, and, of course, this show, as well as interviews, trailers, and, like, um, head over to AnimeNewsNetwork.com to get all your anime news coverage and see why all of our staff is right all the time. Um, forever. Forever. I'm just kidding, a little bit. All right. See you guys I'm- next time. James <laughs> Not. See you next time. Bye. Bye bye.